You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's a lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. You get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. You tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access pregame show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim, live in Green Bay. We're roughly, what, a little, little more than an hour away from kickoff here as the Packers get ready to do battle with the Bears for a spot in the playoffs, right? And uh, really excited about this one. This is what the whole season comes down to, the oldest rivalry in the game. I'm just absolutely jacked over the moon about this matchup today. I know we got the inactives in. We're going to hit on that. We got a ton of other information we're going to cover. But first things first, Tim, how you doing, buddy? How we feeling this uh, this afternoon? Fired up, baby. Feeling great. Feeling great. Same here, man. I've been Back watching. Oh, baby. Been watching the Patriots Jets game here. What might be Bill Belichick's last game in New England? It's six to three in the bottom of the seventh inning, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a snow globe. Looks like they got about I don't know, two or three inches of snow on the on the field. A um, little bit jealous of that, to be honest with you. Was hoping we would get that in Green Bay today, but looks like uh, it's going to be clear skies. This background picture you're seeing was actually a shot taken by Rob Domofsky roughly an hour ago. So uh, the skies cleared up. Looks like it's going to be a a pretty day for ball, probably going to be around 31 degrees. You know it's going to chill down really quick when that shadow gets uh, – when that when that big fireball drops down, that shadow casts across the field. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm eager to see how Jordan Love plays in the cold. This is kind of one of the first big tests, right? I know it's been chilly throughout the year in places he's played, but this one here is probably going to be the coldest, I would imagine, all year long that he's played in. And that's going to be huge for the Packers moving forward. You guys know Brett Favre was great when he was younger in the cold. Same thing was Aaron. Just like us all, as we get older, the blood gets a little thinner. That cold yeah. ain't as forgiving, right? So um, I'm eager to see if we get us a five to seven, five to seven year window here with Jordan Love being so young that we could maximize that home field advantage. But what do you think about that, Tim? Yeah, man, I, it's time to take back 1265, guys. Enough of this, you know. That those days are over. I'm not looking back anymore. I know a lot of people were nervous today. Um, you know, the vibes were a little bit of nerves going into the game. That's normal. Um, hey, man, we're going to protect home today. We're going to get it done. I believe in this team. I believe in Jordan. Cold weather, warm weather, in-between weather. Protect the football. Run the offense. You know, we we do what we need to do. We're going to handle business today. I got full confidence in QB1 for sure. Definitely. And we got Carly Ray joining us now. Carly, how you doing? Doing all right. I'm so excited for this game. <laughs> it's awesome. How you guys doing? Week 18, and we're playing for a playoff spot. You couldn't ask for anything any better, right? That's right. No, I mean, maybe for that to be guaranteed, then they're in, and we could just, you know, enjoy <laughs> the whooping they're going to give. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, we've got a little bit of information, some newer information that broke here. I'm going to start with the line real quick, okay? First of all, I want to say BetUS is the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. We appreciate them jumping on board with us. If you guys want to support the stream, you can click on the link in the description of this YouTube video, and that will send you directly to BetUS where you can register for free as a customer. And by using that link, it lets them know that we sent them, sent you to them. Um, always screw that up. But I wanted to mention that early on here because – you know, the green line, according to PFF earlier in the week, had the Packers as three-point favorites, right? PFF had it at, at uh, minus uh, 2.2, so a little bit little, – leaning a little bit more towards Chicago in that regard, right? Well, we checked it again earlier today, um, actually just a few minutes ago. The market's still the same. Everything's the same with PFF. But if you go over to BetUS, you can actually get 
you know, like we said yesterday, Green Bay was minus three. So if you wanted to bet on the Packers, it would be minus three was the, the best you could get at BetUS. That has now changed to minus two and a half, just to kind of give you guys an idea of how the line has, has shifted just a touch according to BetUS. Again, that's BetUS, the official sports book of Packers Total Access and celebrating their 30th year in business as America's favorite sports book. We appreciate them. Now, when we go to the roster here in the inactives, looks like everything is kind of dropped. I want to kind of set the stage before we hit the inactives yesterday. The Bears placed Lucas Patrick on IR. We all know that's their starting center. That could be absolutely huge. They called up Doug Kramer from the practice squad. Also, cornerback Greg Stroman was signed to the active roster, and cornerback Christian Matthew was promoted from practice squad. Uh, help at cornerback with Jalen Johnson doubtful and Kyler Gordon questionable as well. You guys know we were reading the tea leaves and going, looking like Jalen Johnson might not go. He was doubtful, 25% chance he'd play. We just got the inactives that rolled in from Kevin Fishbane, still the coolest name in all the sports media. Um, the inactives for the Bears are cornerback Jalen Johnson, the number one graded corner in the entire NFL, according to PFF. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney, uh, running back uh, Deonta Foreman, We've got cornerback Greg Stroman Jr., defensive back Quindale Johnson, quarterback Tyson Badgett, and offensive line Jatire. I think I'm not saying that right, Jatire Carter. And then you've got Nathan Peterman will be the number two quarterback today. Now, as far as the actives, inactives for the Packers, Christian Watson is inactive and a surprise based on this week's comments. I, I don't think it's a surprise. Like the hammy is the hammy, guys. I was talking to Tim about this offline. We've got to stop with this being disappointed when a hamstring will all of a sudden, well, I thought he was going to play. It goes all the way back to Clay Matthews, man. Hamstrings are one of those things that you you don't know until the day of. So, uh, again, Christian Watson is inactive. That one doesn't bother me that much. Really nothing on here bothers me that much. Full inactive list is Christian Watson, A.J. Dillon, uh, Isaiah McDuffie, Grant DuBose, Brenton Cox Jr., and Caleb Jones. I know we've seen Isaiah McDuffie's jersey in his locker. I think it was Andy Pack in our private chat there mentioned that, that someone had tweeted out a picture of that and it made, made you think, hmm, okay, he may be going. But uh, obviously he's inactive today as well. But let's go around the horn here real quick. Tim, what do you think about those actives, inactives, when it comes to the Bears and the Packers on both sides? I'm with you. I mean, being surprised is not something I'm feeling right now. Um, a little dejected because I was looking forward to the opportunity for Scoop to get out there and just uh, – give that Bears defense something or something else to really worry about. Uh, we talked about that throughout the week, um, the kind of value that he brings to our lineup, whether he's a pass catcher or just simply running routes and, you know, drawing doubles and, you know, bracket coverage, that kind of stuff. So, you know, not having Scoot out there, yeah, we're going to miss him. Um, but, you know, we are loaded in that wide receiver room. We are loaded at tight end. Um, all hands on deck for this game. You know, you see some of the roster moves that were made uh, in the past few days, it makes sense that they were anticipating uh, Watson probably not going. So certainly the Packers aren't surprised. I don't think we should be either. It is unfortunate, though. Um, and, yeah, Zay McDuffie, that would have been great to have him out there in the middle. Um, but I fully, fully believe in Quay and Dre. They will get it done today for us. And, um, you know, it's this is going to be a team win like they all are. You know, we put so much emphasis on our quarterbacks in this league. Wins and losses are team stats, guys. You know, you win as a team. And uh, we're going to get to see the full gamut of the Green Bay Packers today. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of players getting touches and uh, a lot of co uh, contributions from uh, many different guys across the board. So uh, the inactives list is, um, you know, I don't want to dismiss it as not a big deal, but I'm with you, Clayton. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about these inactives. Uh, I think we got a good squad. Um, looking for the Jair comeback game today. A lot, lot of things to be excited about as we take on the Bears. Yeah, I'm eager to see if Jair is his old self again. I really am. But, Carly, what do you think about the actives and actives? Anything worry you? Anything you excited about there? Well, I'm wondering um, for the Bears, if their center is inactive, I wonder who generally called the protection for the Bears. And, if, yeah, if that's just going to make a big difference having an inexperienced person or if, Justin was already doing it sometimes. And yeah, I'm just really wondering what kind of impact that's going to have. Cause it could be, it could be huge or it sure. could be not that big a deal because, you know, everybody just, everyone else just knows what's going on, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it's a great point. And put it this way, Josh Myers <clears throat> has underperformed this year. I think we would all agree, right? As much as he's underperformed, 
if he was all of a sudden a scratch in this game and couldn't play, I would be terrified because, mm-hmm. and it, you know, I think you're right spot on there, Carly. I personally think Justin Fields is probably calling the protection. Okay. He's, this is year three as a starter. He's out there calling the protection. I'm sure that that won't have a factor at all. I don't think it's more mm-hmm. the snap, the continuity between the quarterback and the center. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that could come into point. play. Um, not going to be surprised, man, if we look up there in the, uh, in, you know, the first quarter or even the first half there and, and see a, a botch snap. And if it does happen, man, um, I'm going to be as excited as anyone on that. We'll take everything we could possibly get as far as uh, trying to catch a little bit of a little bit of a break. But if that snap happens, I think all the PTA will be like this. Whoa, whoa. Here I come. Oh, here I come. Oh. TJ Slate. Slayton. Yeah, no doubt. We got Jacob in here now. What's up, Jacob? How you doing, buddy? Watson's not going to play. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the dagger. Uh, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna donate 250 bucks to uh, Fertile Ground Ranch. Hey, gonna, <laughs> that, man. Uh, that, that actually kind of uh, I don't know what to think about that. Anyways, yeah, you know, how's everybody doing? Hi, Carly. How are you? How are it's you? Good thing. <laughs> all right, let's Anyways. move on here. Let's say all right, we hit the actives, inactives. The Jalen Johnson news, I think, is huge. Jordan might have a big game. The wind, I think, is supposed to be somewhere around seven mile an hour. Um, it's going to be partly cloudy skies, if I understood correctly. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, I think, I think Jordan is kind of poised for a big game. You got Luke Musgrave back to help fill in there at the tight end position. You can lean on twelve a little bit. I'd like to see him stay in eleven most of the day and just have a heavy rotation. Um, I'm going to try to find that comment you were talking about, Carly. What's the uh, what's the time stamp on that comment there? 312 p.m. It was just about four back. It was really okay. recent. Tim Reese got it. Bang. All right. Tim Reese says Musgrave will have to be on a limited count, don't you think? Um, Carly, you wanted to kind of hit on that. Did you have something added? Did you want us to answer that, Carly? Um, well, so this is just coming from the medical standpoint because that's where my field's in. Obviously, I know nothing other than what everyone else knows about a lacerated kidney, but the way that those usually heal since he didn't need surgery, but it just takes time. If they're letting him play at all, then that means he doesn't have blood in his urine. He's look like everything else looks good. And so it's not like a muscular issue where playing would aggravate it. It's either lacerated or it's not and, or bruised still. And if it would still be bruised then he wouldn't be playing at all. So my thought is that it, unless it's a deconditioning maybe, but generally it once you're healed and you're good to go, those kind of things don't end up on a snap count from my understanding of it anyway. Got it. Yeah. And I think what everyone's kind of concerned about, thank you for that medical knowledge there. You're not going to get that on this show normally. I promise you that. But <laughs> um, when it comes from, you know, the limited basis X's and O's, you know, on the field, he might have to knock the rust off a bit. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm leaning yeah. towards, let's let Tucker start and mix in Musgrave rather than just throw Musgrave out there. You know what I mean? I don't think the mm-hmm. kidney is going to play that big of a role, but as far as in- incorporating him into the game plan, that might be a little bit of an issue. It would be awesome too, to see him go out there and just absolutely ball out as well, which we've mentioned. They both have an opportunity, right. To pass up Bubba Franks um, with that. What was it? It was receiving yards, right? One needed to, I think one needed 40 Musgrave needed 40 and Tucker craft needed. What was it, Tim? Do you remember? Was it not 22? I think it was the other way around. Was it? Okay. Oh, hey, uh, hey, Clayton, sorry. We got a troll in here that just needs to go. Yeah, kick Mario oh. out real quick. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He's got way too much time on his hands, don't he? <laughs> Although he's making our comments really rack up. So, I don't know. Maybe later. Yeah, I mean, we actually do appreciate that, to be honest with you. So, let's see what happens here. I think that worked. Hopefully, we didn't accidentally kick anybody else out. But, Mario, buddy, it was. Uh, we appreciate you swinging through, man. If you can still hear us, I'm sure you can't. But if you could, hit that like on the way out. Roadhouse. Bye go. bye, Fib. See you later. See you, Bub. See you. See you, Bub. Hey, Jacob. Sure. I got to. I got to explain to Clayton what a fib was today. It was awesome. Made my whole day. <laughs> what a fib was? Yeah. Oh, you know what a fib is? Yeah. No, never heard of it, man. He he explained it. I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> Like a like little a, lie, like that kind of thing. See, that's what I thought, Carly. That's what I thought, but evidently, no, it's not. So, uh, oh. do you do you want to you want to expound upon it, Tim? But keep it PG thirteen here. Uh, there's no way to do that. So, okay, <laughs> the Wisconsin it's, listeners all know what a, what a fib is. All right, there you go. 
Those of you at a distance, you're going to have to go to Wisconsin and ask someone there in state. Okay. It's the only way you're getting the information. We're not going to do it here. So, uh, anyway, he brought it up because uh, it was uh, Matt Ramage, right? Matt Ramage kind of yeah. walking around uh, Lambeau. Let me see if I can get a screenshot of that. Actually, I think it is worth it, to be honest with you. I know Jacob. Jacob's cracking up. He had to have seen that already. <laughs> Did you see it, Jacob? I just don't expect. You know, I'm trying not to watch the chat. I'm trying to be good. And then I got Tim coming in, doing stuff. Come on, Tim. Keep it professional. <laughs> What's wrong with Keep you, Tim? creepers, guys. There's a lady here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here we go. All right. Here is Matt Ramage at the game, tailgating. He's got his own security. And the FIB agents are with him. All right. And patrol. Patrol. Yes, <laughs> oh, Protect Matt Ramage at all costs. <laughs> Look at my man walking through. Like, look at the necklace there. He, he literally looks like – it's like DJ Khaled or something, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> kind of chilling, walking through. You love to see it. I love how they all look exactly the same to me. They, they literally look like triplets. Like like Tim said, look like ZZ Top rolling through there, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was cool. Appreciate you pointing that out. We've already got this thing off the rails here. That's how we roll, though. But, uh, yeah, as far as a limited count for Musgrave um, – I think it's going to be more along the lines of knocking the rust off, right? That's that's going to be the big thing for me. Now, Paul Brittle tweeted this out, said the Packers will will have Musgrave and Kraft opening up the playbook for LaFleur and their abilities to impact the pass game in different ways as blockers. Uh, you'll see a little bit different flavor when we are in 12 personnel was the famous quote. So uh, I just – the thing that worries me about this a little bit, I wouldn't say worries, but we got to be really, really aware of it. If I could find it again, when we pulled up the Bears' defensive identity – you know, they're playing pretty good in their base. You know, as far as their base, they're fourth in EPA and their nickel, they're 14th. So I wouldn't push it too much. Now, if that quote that Paul Brittle just had um, actually came from the coach, maybe that's a little gamesmanship. Like, yeah, we're going to pound y'all with some 12 personnel and then come out in 11 the majority of the game. That would be kind of cool. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that all plays out for sure. And Musgrave, man, he was really – starting to turn heads early on. You get those two together, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. Jacob, you got anything you want to hit on before we move on to the next topic here? I know you kind of jumped in late. Is there anything that's on your mind, on the forefront of your mind? Sometimes I wait till the end of the show to do that, and I feel like you you feel rushed at the end. What do you uh, what do you got on this game, man? What sticks out to you the most? I mean, the biggest thing would be, I guess, the injuries. Um, I thought about the fact that not having Christian Watson, obviously for me, is personally uh, horrible, but for the team – I don't want to say that it's not an impact, but we got a guy like Bo Melton that can still stretch that field, dude. That's a four-three guy; he can stretch that field. Now you add in that 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 also component that we just talked about of having that dual threat tight end, us actual dual threat tight end. This isn't the first week, second week, third week where these guys like Jake Shavink just said Musgrave didn't have his legs under him. Tucker Craft looked like he didn't even know how to turn around, catch a ball, and then walk forward. You know, we're got guys now that are they're they're getting really um, really good at being a fluid tight end and, and both in the passing game and in the blocking game. So I just think it's going to be really cool to see like what Matt LaFleur, imagine all the stuff he's been doing with like Ben Sims at tight end and, you know, guys like that. What if we have two capable actual home run threats at tight end? And then, you know what, I mean, the five or six, seven, however, Grant DeBose, if we see a Grant DeBose sighting tonight, I'm going to be a happy man. So I'm just, I, I'm not, other than the financial detrimentation to me, I'm not mad about Watson not playing, uh, I'd want him to stay healthy because let's say if we do make a little bit of a run here in the playoffs, that dude is going to be much more valuable in the games that matter because mm -hmm. I shouldn't say the games that matter. The games that are, you know, uh, do or die kind of thing. And granted, like Tim's talked about, this has basically been playoff football now for the last three weeks. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that as you were talking there and, and like Jake, you, you pointed out, Jake Shavink said, Musgrave just got to get the, get the legs under him, keep balance, and he'll be all right. I'm thinking, okay, these trip sets. Forget 12 for a minute. Let's let's talk about trip. I mean, you could go 12 and go trips, but doing a three-by-one set and attacking a zone-heavy defense, which we all know the Bears are. Um, I don't smash concept is really coming to mind. Smash and then slot cross with the corner, with a, a Y corner, Y corner slot cross really kind of piques my interest. Trying to get these guys to, you know, maybe, maybe get them to commit to their zone at that five to seven yard range and then opening things up on a corner route with the Y, the tight end, whether it's Musgrave or Kraft. I, I'm not going to be surprised if we hit a home run on a corner route today. I, I don't know why. Just keep that in mind, whether it's a smash concept or it's, like I said, the slot cross with the Y corner. 
that's the thing that keeps popping out in my mind watching the tape, watching the Bears is like, man, if we throw in a little deep wide corner there, really sell the seam and open that thing up on a corner route with two underneath targets, I think we might have a something there. I think we might be cooking with Chris though. So um I'm excited to uh to see how that all plays out. What's that? In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is Grant, not, is Grant not elevated? Grant DeBose? No. Who? We don't get to see he's him. inactive today. Yeah, he's inactive. Yeah. I didn't know if that was All a question right. or not that you were saying it, huh? <laughs> gotcha. So no Grant uh, Cost, no Watson, and no DeBose. Okay, cool. My day's great. I'm having a good day. <laughs> Jake K in the chat said, keep hearing about how the Bears defense has improved, but what about their offense? So what I did, I seen this. Uh, this is the way you want to kind of comment too, guys. If you'll comment before the show starts, it gives me a little bit of time to grab some information to answer these questions for you guys. So I pull up the Bears PFF. And uh, again, Jake, thank you for the comment. He's asking about the offense. Has it has it really improved? I, I know some people suggest it is it hasn't improved, but if you look here, guys, according to PFF, and again, PFF isn't the, the tell-all end, all right, but when you look at it starting in week 11, actually, let's go back to week 10. When you look at their offensive grades, 66.1, 68.1, 65.7, 68.1, pretty standard, right? In week 15, they dipped down to 49.4, but in the last two weeks, 73.8, 73.2. What did they do well? The running game in week 16, 85.7. The run blocking was 79.0, so they were solid in the running game. In week 17, they pretty much did everything across the board good on offense. Again, the offensive grade was 73.2. You had a passing grade of 76.7. Pass block, 73.2. Receiving grade, 71.8. Running grade, 73.5. And then the run blocking dipped a little bit last week. You can kind of see there, reading the tea leaves, they were really keying in on the passing game there against the Falcons. Of course, they won that game 37-17. to The previous game, they won 27-16. to They've won four of their last five now. So um, definitely playing their best ball of the year. So when it comes to the offense, to answer your question, Jake, I would say they have improved, albeit, you know, they had a two-game stretch where back in week four and week five, 79.1 offensive grade, 73.7 offensive grade. And you see they hit, you know, really a, a belly there before they got things back on track in week 17. Hopefully that answers your question, just to kind of give you an idea of what they're doing well. Um, got to come out and stop the run. It should be the same exact thing. I can't remember who said it. Was it? I can't remember which defender said this after week one, Tim. Maybe you remember. But one of the Packers defenders said, yeah, the goal was to, to 
was to make him play quarterback, right? That was the goal coming in. I'm trying to remember who it was. It might have been Keyshawn Nixon. might have been Rasul Douglas, too, which moment of silence for Rasul Douglas. But anyway. Um, also a Pro Bowl snub, if I'm not if I'm who, not mistaken. Who was? Sure. Rasul. Is he really? Yeah. The Pro like, Bowl is such a joke, dude. I know, God. right? It's turned into such a joke, man. I don't I don't know what it, I mean it, it literally is just the fans vote, right? It's whoever can Is it yeah, it's fans and uh I thought uh, the writers too, right? Is it the writers too? I, I I'm not sure. Don't quote me. It sure seems right. like a popularity contest for sure, but uh yeah. Yeah. Um as far as uh what we just covered with the Bears, let's go around the horn with that. What what do you think is gonna be the key to winning this game as far as stopping their offense since JK asked about the offense there, Tim? Um, really, I mean, we have to put an emphasis on on the run, you know, regardless of uh, of uh, what our overall approach is. We know we're bend, don't break. We understand that we have issues uh, with gap discipline and, you know, maintaining our edge sometimes. But, you know, again, I always say days like this, this is not about rep, reputation, statistics do not win you ball games. You know, any given Sunday applies. Today is any given Sunday everything's on the line. So all, all the, all that stuff is different today. Um, I'm fully expecting uh, our boys up front to get the job done in the trenches. And I think that's where it's going to come from. It starts in the trenches. We say this all the time. I I think it really rings true today um, from this perspective, because we know they're, they're threat to run at multiple positions in this offense. It's not just their running back, not just their quarterback. Um, So, while that's being said, I also believe that uh, we can't get caught sleeping here if they decide to come out slinging it. So uh, it's going to be, again, a team team win today here. So, But I think it starts up front with our boys, you know, Kenny and uh, TJ up front there, getting it done in the trenches. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we, we play well enough against the run. You know, we always talk about stop the run, stop the run. We're not going to sell out against the run. That's not going to happen. But if we can just play discipline and, you know, 11 guys doing their job at the same time, I think we'll be all right. But that is a key defensively for us is because, you know, I, I don't see us getting lit up over the top by Justin Fields by any means. Um, but, you know, we have got to account for their run. They're a running football team. We know this. The whole world knows this. They know that we know this. Um, you know, it's kind of like on the flip side where, you know, they have a good run defense. My attitude is, well, let's run the ball right at them and let's make them, make them earn it today. Same thing applies for us, uh, defensively too. We're not going to let their, their reputation precede them into, uh, you know, running all over us. We got to make them earn it today. So I believe it gets won and lost in the trenches today for this Packers defense. Yeah. Carly, what do you think? What's going to be the key to stopping their, uh, their offensive attack? How are you seeing this? I was thinking of with fields and his mobility, like, and all he's, he's a big boy. Like he can drag people over the field. And so I want, I really hope the defense just has their technique just right on like wrapping up, not letting themselves get dragged around, going for it hard. If they, I hope we can get some sacks. Cause I know that's, that's hard to do with fields and really get him fe- feeling a little bit off kilter. And then um, I'm not sure what the terminology is as you guys no, I'm still learning all that stuff, but like, if there's a way to make him like not see his options and like guard, not, not the middle of the field as in like, yeah, sorry. I feel, still, I feel, I feel dumb. Like no, just take sure. away, not let him stretch it out so that we can predict where he's going to be throwing the ball and try to make him feel like he has no, no choices. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, you can you can play overly aggressive there. You could play a, a little cover two look and put multiple bodies underneath. That would force mm-hmm. them to take shots down the field. I, I personally like cover three, and I like it out of spinner. The problem with playing spinner, uh, coming out of shell and spinning into you know putting your safety into the box, is it's going to make leave you a little bit vulnerable to the run. Um, we may play man coverage. I wouldn't like to see it because it's going to make you very vulnerable to the scramble. Right. Um, I know last week we started we mixed in a, a lot of different looks last week against Jaron Hall, but it's Jaron Hall. Um, you're doing that, you know, that, that little green spy with uh, with Quay Walker in the middle. That could be an option. But, yeah, as far as I, I say, don't give him any information pre-snap the process. 
Make it make it look exactly the same. Let's just come out with middle field close and make him think he's got to attack the perimeter all day long. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Keep everything in front of you. Make him nickel and dime it, and he's going to make a mistake. He's not a good quarterback. He's mm-hmm. I shouldn't say good. He's not a he's not a very good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback. I don't think he is top ten. I don't think he's top fifteen as a passer. But if you limit his ability to scramble. You know, you're going to make him play quarterback just like we did week one. I think it could be huge. And and I just want Van Ness to be on him all day long when he is in the game because watching him run him down, it was so cool seeing Justin Fields get off the ground. Like, how in the heck did he catch me? You know? So, uh, Jacob, what do you think, man? What's going to be the keys to stopping this offense? Man, uh, first off, there's a track race going on in uh, Detroit right now. Minnesota and uh, Detroit are just going back-to-back, throwing dimes right there. But – um. To me, it's an early start. It's kind of a combination of what you guys just talked about, all everything together. Um, the Packers need to come out fast and strong. If they put up, you know, 10, 14 points in the first quarter, um, I don't see the Bears having the offensive skill set or the scheme or anything to be able to combat that. Like, if we jump up two or three scores right away out the bat, they just don't have the offense to build. This is a grinded out type offense. This is a, a old school 1950s, 60s style, run it down their throat, place hard defense. I just, I want us to go out there and I want us to be, what's the word? Dazzling. I want us to like, I want us to literally like spark this as our launch off into, yeah, I said dazzling. I want it be to dazzling. be shimmery, glittery. I want it to be like, I want it, I want it to be a, a I, I hate the showboating stuff. You know, I want Jair to go out there. I want him to be talking a lot of smack. I want him to be, you know, backing it up. I want I want Bo Melton. I want guys that I've made. Also, one thing that I did see real quick, um, I saw a little clip about, they were saying about like randomly, uh, the Packers don't have leaders on the offense. They have such a young team. There was a clip where Grant, or I'm sorry, Grant, where uh, uh, Romeo Dobbs was, I believe, Zach Tom was getting into it with somebody from a different team. I don't remember what team it was, but Romeo Dobbs, it shows him grab Zach Tom by the inside of his shoulder pads, pull him to his face, tell him, knock it off. And and Tom looked at him and he was like, he like shook it off. Like he almost realized, and Dobbs looked at him and said, knock that stuff, literally waved his finger at him, came back to the huddle. And I've seen another couple uh, things where Romeo Dobbs, like in Christian Watson, waiting for Jaden Reed to come back into the locker room. It seems like some of these second-year guys, these third-year guys have really actually taken in that role I need those guys to stand up today to really put their foot in the ground and be like, this is what we play for. We're at Lambeau Field. We're playing the freaking Bears. We're going to the playoffs if we win. Please yep. have some fire underneath your butts today. We, If we come out and we, we poop a dud, I'm going to lose my mind because there's no reason in the world that this team should not be absolutely on fire. I mean, I'm talking on fire. Anyway. I, I know exactly what you mean. Inspired football. We need this team to play inspired yes. football today. And, you know, confidence and cockiness, there's a very fine line between the two. And I want to see our guys confident, but I don't want to see these young players getting caught up in that that jaw jack and trash talking nonsense. Um, you know, we've got to keep our, our head in the game because, uh, you know, making stupid mistakes, shooting ourselves in the foot with personal fouls and that kind of nonsense, that, that, that'll kill you real quick in a game like this. So we got to be all business and uh, remember whose house it is. It's our house. They're guests in our house. And we're going to send them home with that L like we're supposed to do. You know, it was one year, one year ago this week, right, Jacob, that that's how we lost to Detroit last year. You guys remember Quay Walker, his, his little mm-hmm. mishap. You got, got to keep your head right. What was you going to say, Jacob? I was just going to say Doug uh, was right. It was Dobbs and Watson greeting Bo Melton coming off the field. And they were both so happy for him. Like it was just, I'm telling you, there's leadership on this team. It's just, you know, it may not be the type that we're quote unquote used to from being just yep. this, this old vet kind of guy. But I think there's a lot of younger guys. Like I, we talked about it on another podcast, that clip, I'll never forget it of Don Tavian Wicks, Don Wick coming off the side after he dropped the pass and Aaron Jones grabbing his face mask putting him up saying like, don't keep, don't ever put your head down, busting him off. And then they walked off. I was like, dude, that's cool. That's like so cool. I saw, I saw that too, Jacob. I saw that. I was like, that is my team. That is the way to do it, boys. It was, it was awesome. That right there would be like sign Jones for another four years. I don't care. (laughs) Ian in the chat says Sam Laporta injury is a huge loss. Was it worth playing those starters? Question mark. I just went and looked at it. It looks bad. They're, they're saying like he, he was ruled out really, really quickly. And the way he reacted on the turf was just like devastated. So it's probably a 
a pretty significant knee injury. And I don't care. It's a division rival. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. It sucks for a young player. He, he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, but uh, just shows you, man, you can have the, the best season ever, but coming down the stretch, what matters is what happens right now. You can be healthy all year long and have injuries pop up in week 18, have a great, a great season and then hit, you know, hit the playoffs and everything fall apart on you there for sure. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to get to the uh, super chats here in just a second. Tim Reese in the chat said, do we defer or take the ball to start? There was someone else that asked this too. I think it was Jake K asked the same thing. Let's go around the horn with that. Tim, we taking the ball or we want to play defense and defer to the second half? I'm I'm going back to my my old school like I always do. I, I'm deferring. I want to put the defense out there. Let's three and out them, get the ball back, and then we don't even we don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, I I really want to see this defense get going. Our defense is going to be the X factor in this game. Period. Point blank. We you know put up another uh, you know seven to ten point type of game. That that's what I'm talking about. Let's be plus one plus two here. Um, I, the defense is is the X factor. So. My, my vote is to uh, defer for this week. Yeah. There you go. Bodie Gatling, thank you for the super chat, said, why does no one consider Watson's extremely high Wonderlick score? Why don't they decide to take advantage of his intellect as it must mean something? Um, you know, as I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about Christian Watson. Um, when it comes to Christian Watson, like how can you how can you maximize that, right? The only thing you can do is throw choice routes in. And Matt LaFleur, Coach LaFleur has talked about the flyer position, the F receiver in his offense. They've got to know how to run choice routes, right? Um, so he played a lot of flyer last year. That's how he blew up. That's how you got the touchdown in Chicago with the reverse, the, the famous picture where he jumps 17 feet in the air with his arms out and then realized, I don't know what to do now, and just kind of <laughs> threw a ball in there. <laughs> but uh, you've seen him with a lot of, a lot of quick motion, stuff like that. Um, I, I would think that's the best way that you could take advantage of it there, Bodie, which by the way, it's gotta be a coolest name on YouTube, Bodie Gatlin. But that sound that just sounds like a player, don't it, Jacob? That's somebody you went to high school with, ain't it? Uh probably someone you went to high school with. No, no, <laughs> it, it would say Jarvis or Jethro if, if I went to high school with him. All right. But Bodie, thank you so much. We appreciate the super chat. Mike Hevering with the super chat says, Owen two, Lambo against NFC North must mm. end today's. Preach it, Mike. Preach it. Got to right, be Lambo, man. And and look again. Here recently, the cold weather's kind of been like ah, Aaron hasn't played as well in the cold weather, in my opinion. That's that's at least that's how I remember it. You know, especially in the playoffs. So it's like, okay, we got a young whippersnapper at quarterback now. I just want to see him come out and ball out in this chilly weather. Although it looks like the the weather's going to be pretty decent, considering all things considering. If you turn on the New England game, you'll go, yeah, our weather's just fine in Green Bay. My gosh, it's like hot <laughs> out up there. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be huge, man, especially to end the season here, whether you make the playoffs or not. Obviously, you win, you're in. Um, you don't want to lose the last game of the season against a division rival at Lambeau and take that into next year like, dang, do we really have a home field advantage? Because there was, what, two years in a row we had home playoff games, you know, and just couldn't pull it out. And the defense stepped up in those games, which is just absolutely wild. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out, though, Mike. Appreciate the super chat, buddy. I know Jen's in the house. She said uh, this place is rocking already. Uh, if you guys didn't see, she she put a PTA sign together, which is really cool. So glad you got to make it to the game there, Jen. Awesome. You stay warm and enjoy it for sure. Tim Reese said we got Melton. Bo, Mel Bo Melton's becoming a fan favorite. This is Jeff Janis 2.0, I'm telling you right now. Uh, Carly, were you a – I'm sure you've been a fan your whole life, but do you remember Jeff Janis when he played? No. Jeff Janis was like this. I'm sure you remember it, don't you, Jacob? Oh, of course. I mean, Jeff Janis was like he could do no wrong in the fans' eyes, none whatsoever. Hey, hey, hey. He did catch a couple long balls, okay, and a no, game. He, he played, I thought he played good. I'm just saying, man. People made it sound like he was them Terrell Owens out there. I'm like, come on, guys. This is Jeff Janis. Like he's he's good. I got you. There's just something about with, there's just something about Packer fans and white wide receivers that they absolutely fall in love with. Jeff Aberderis was the same way. Man. It gives us hope. Yeah, Cooper DeGene, everybody's losing their mind over. They're like, we finally got another Jason. Have you ever seen that that Shane Gillis skit where he talks about how white corners, he's like, that's so preposterous how people used to think that was a thing. It's like there's two of them. They 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 won't mate. They're at the Cincinnati Zoo. They won't reproduce. 
So true. <laughs> Dakota, Dakota in the chat says, not Watson, at least Musgrave and Kraft are playing together, but that news makes me sad. It makes us all sad for sure, Dakota. Wanted to see this offense at full strength for sure. Um, Jake Shavink says, yes, two slot cross, please, man. Jake, they have burned it up this year. That's hands down the passing concept, the route combination that Matt LaFleur has called more than any other. And they've done it out of switch looks. They've done it a number of different ways. But it, to me, I get excited over slot cross, but going with a trip set or a tray look and having that wide corner opposite side of the slot cross flow, whoo, I'm telling you, man, it just if we hit on a deep corner route to the tight end today, y'all all have got to go. Clayton said it because it just feels like it's it's completely charged up right now and ready to go. <laughs> um, let's see here. Chet in the chat says, reflection, how fun is it to play a meaningful game week 18 when most didn't think this young squad would be there, be here rather. You know, it's funny, Chet, because everyone picked them to finish dead last in the north. And it was the rain is finally over, right? Next thing you know, uh, our boy Kyle Brandt is on a good morning football pleading with Justin Fields to burn Lambeau to the ground, right? He's You can just tell they're like, this did not go the way we expected. Someone else, too, they, they used some bad language on Twitter the other day, but I can't remember. They responded to a tweet I put up about Jordan Love, and it just said – it basically just said, GD, they've done it again. And he was a Bears fan. He was so mad, man, so mad. I was like, your tears are wonderful. Uh, Jake Shavink says, early down success, get to the point where LVN, Gary Preston, Kenny White can tee off. Yes. Uh, if, if you allow Chicago to play with a lead, you're playing with fire. Because yep. everything about that LVM, good run defender, but also I feel like you know you got him for the pass rush. Let's be honest. Gary, good pass rusher. Preston, good pass rusher. Kenny, good pass rusher. Devontae Wyatt, good pass rusher. Right. If you looked at all those and said who's the best run defender, I'd probably say it's Preston. Other than that, everyone else is suspect, right? So you've got to play from ahead. You got to for sure. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to Fractal of God, uh, becoming a member of the PTA Posse. Good to good to see you in here, buddy. Appreciate you jumping on board. We'll make sure that we enter you into the contest to win autographed memorabilia moving forward. Today, we're going to be giving away a David Bakhtiari autographed home Beckett style, the green home jersey. Uh, we'll be giving that away during the postgame show. So uh, we've already got the names all on the wheel. Everything's ready to roll. I'm excited. That's so appropriate, Clayton, because Bach is back, right? He's yeah, back, in the, back in the fold. You like that segue, Tim? Yeah. Boom. This is cool. This was on IG. David Bakhtiari put this on Instagram and said, good to be around the fellas again. Let me drop this ticker down so I don't miss it here. I apologize, gang. says, good to be around the fellas again. Miss these moments. I'm grateful for the steps. Literally, I've been able to take one day at a time. Let's take care of business today and punch our ticket to the playoffs. Go Pack Go. So he's back with the team. You see the sleeve on the leg there. That knee has seen some seen some knives, Jacob Carly. Uh, you're in. Did you say you're in the medical field, Carl? Did I understand you correctly, or do you have a little bit of background there? Yeah. Yep. It's just wild. Like from a football standpoint, from a dumb redneck football that knows nothing about medical, it's so rare that someone has that much work on their knee in a two to three year span. Um, do you have any kind of insight there, just from the outside looking in, with a little bit of medical background? Do you look at it and go, "Here's what maybe happened"? Because Part of me was waiting for this whole thing to blow up, like Bach to go blaming the Packers and going, they botched my knee. You know what I'm saying? It's just so rare that it goes that haywire. What do you think happened there? So, like, the orthopedic stuff is not my specialty at all, but my I suspect that something didn't go right with the first surgery, not necessarily that someone messed up but or even that he trained too hard or anything, but that just something with the healing didn't work as well as it should have. Everybody responds differently to surgeries. And I don't know if he's had any other that he recovered better from, but this might just be that um, like scar tissue buildup can cause problems later after everything seems to be good because the body is still healing, but that stuff in there takes so long to heal. And so, um, yeah, I, I obviously I don't really know specifically, but I, yeah, I just think it's something maybe to do with him and how the sur first surgeries went. Yeah, got it. Yeah, the swelling, the, the fluid on the knee is what was so strange. Mm -hmm. but Jacob, when we look at this uh, IG here, you know, someone had tweeted at Bach earlier in the year, or no, they they responded to one of his tweets and said, uh, man, we hope you come back. Are you planning on coming back next year or something along like that, along those lines? And Bach responded with, yep, that's the plan. And I think he put like a cheese emoji or something. So, you know, I'm of the opinion, I think they'll give him an opportunity to restructure that deal 
and still you can literally save eight million and still have him be the highest paid uh, left tackle in the game next year and shave eight million off the cap. Uh, what do you think, Jake? Do you think you think we've seen the last of Bach in Green Bay, or do you think he'll be back as a Packer next year? Oh man, um, put you on the spot there, didn't a big dog? Yeah, I mean, I just I love him so much. I love everything about him: his personality, his his beer chugging ability, just the the funny stuff he posts on Instagram. I know that dude is a conspiracy corner Jacob fan. Oh, you know what he posts? He's awesome like that. That being said, man, I if I'm I'm looking at this as a general manager, as as the gym, and I'm like, I just don't know if I can throw more eggs in that basket. That is a proven, as far as like the NFL, it's not what you've done for me; it's what you're doing for me lately, kind of league, right? And it's it's to me, he's been a a very big liability. I don't even understand how our offensive line is any sort of semblance of decent without him. And we've actually been patching together quite well. I, I don't know. My heart tells me that I want to keep him. My head tells me we got to let him go. Got it. I think that's a very fair statement. I do. Tim, what do you think? Mike Hebring says, I think 69 is gone. Um, what do you think, Tim? Do you think, you think box done in green Bay or do you think he'll be back next year? I'm, I'm on the fence. You know, I haven't, you know, like it's tough. It, it really is because like you said, keep keeping him, we can still, we can still save some money on the cap, you know, letting him go. I, I, I gotta believe this is one of those time will tell things. If, if David Bakhtiari feels like he can play another year of football and feels like he can be as close to full strength once again, that, that we've seen before, then I think you gotta let the guy come back. Um, and, uh, you know, Maybe it's just the heart part of me, you know, the emotional side, but it's like, man, you know, I'd love to see some of these guys retire Packers, man. You know, Aaron Jones, Bakhtiari, you know, we're not, obviously we're not going to get, you know, 12 not going to retire a Packer, but like, you know, this is, uh, this is one of those things where you can say what you want. We, we, we tend to get mad at these players personally because they're hurt. And it's like, you know, this guy's hurt because he gave his life to this game and to this right. team. Yeah. So, you know, I believe he's earned a chance uh, to play again. Um, you know, maybe more of the negative minded fans in the fan base probably disagree with me. Um, and that's okay. I do agree with Jacob's statement 100% that, uh, despite losing him, we have found a way to piece things together there on the left side. And, uh, we've really protected Jordan's back this year, um, kind of by committee at times, throwing everything we can out there. Um, and, uh, you know, I think guys on that offensive line are, are playing inspired football, you know, kind of vicariously for Bakhtiari here. And, uh, you know, that's why when we see things like this today, it just just brings me joy, man, because that's a that's a boost to that locker room, man. Having, having Bach in there and, you know, just being a, you know, kind of an emotional leader for this for this young offensive line. So um, I, I'm on the fence, guys. I don't know how to answer that. I don't want to speculate. I'm not I'm not so sure. You're going to speculate, Tim. I, I can't just I can't just say that. I can't just say, oh, he's done. You know, like right. I, I something's telling me not to say that, so I'm not gonna. Um, but then again, I can't just say he's coming back. I can't say that either. So um I can tell you what I'd like to happen. I'd like to see him play one more year. I would. Yeah. There's two there's two parts to it for sure. You know, there's the health aspect. Is he gonna be healthy? Is he gonna be hundred percent? If he's not going to be 100%, there's no chance he's coming back, in my opinion. I don't think Goody, like what Jacob said, I don't think Goody's going to chew that backer twice. Um, now, when it comes to the money side, is he willing to try to shave some of that money off? You know, like we said, you can cut him out right and free up $20 million, And then now the question for him becomes, okay, do I want to pack my family up and move them across the country? Or do I want to take, let's say, you know, $8 million less and let's kind of split the difference, let's convert the base salary, and the roster bonus into a signing bonus. I'll get a check cut to me right here. Overall, I'm making a little bit less money, but I'm still going to be able to stay in Green Bay and still be, like I said, one of, if not the highest cap hits as a left tackle across the league. Um, I do know this. We got some breaking news just now. Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, and Eric Wilson are all today's captains. So that's cool. Again, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark. Well, Jair's a Jair's a uh, what do they call it? an alternate, just like the uh, just like the Pro Bowl. He's sitting there, he's waiting in the wings in case somebody has to run to the restroom or something. He can fill in for him. But uh, anyway. wait, Kenny, Kenny Clark Jones and who else? Kenny Wilson. Clark, Aaron Jones, and Eric Wilson. 
or the captains. So I like that captain set too. Anytime Jonesy's the captain, Kenny Clark too. Kenny Clark's one of those quiet leaders. I love that dude. So excited to see them out there as tackles. I want or as uh, captains. I want to ask you about this, Carly, because I've seen you comment to it. Dan says makes sense to sit Watson for a cold weather game coming off a hamstring injury. Let him play next week in Detroit or in Dallas where it's warmer. The cold weather definitely playing a huge role, huge role in this hammy. Um, I've seen you kind of respond to that. You agree with what Dan's saying there about Christian? Well, yeah, but I also just really like what he said. Just let him play next week in Detroit or Dallas. We're getting the playoffs. We're doing it. That's the way to think. Like it. Yeah, that's right. You very seldom get what you deserve, but you almost always get what you expect. (laughs) Write that one down, guys. Sounds silly, but I'm just telling you it's true. Um, let's see what else we got here before we wrap this big bear up. We hit on Bach. We're good to go there. I was trying to get us a little bit of footage. I know we've seen uh, our boy uh, Jaden Reed out there signing autographs. It's going to be exciting to get him back. I mean, essentially, you've got Dontavian Wicks, Jaden Reed, right? They're both active. You're going to see a good, healthy dose of them. you got Musgrave back with Tucker Craft, obviously. Romeo Dobbs is just going to be steady. Yeah, you talk about someone who stayed healthy, too, man. That's huge. Availability and accountability. I think Romeo Dobbs is A-plus in both of those. Um, now, is he a true number one? I personally don't think he is, but um, the locker room presence, the stuff that Jacob pointed out, and how just him being a leader on the field, I think it's absolutely huge. Um, let's go around the horn one more time. We're at the 48-minute mark. If you guys would do us a favor, hit that like button so other Packer fans can find this channel. Just by taking a split second hitting that like button, it boosts the algorithm. And, again, it'll put uh, this show, this channel, up in front of a lot more Packer fans, and we can get a lot more people in here and keep this train rolling along, man. Absolutely love what we've created this year. It's been a blast linking up with all you guys and gals for sure. Um, Doug here in the chat before we go around says, by the way, Clayton's WWE video of Musgrave and Kraft was fire. I caught a little heat from that. It seems like every time I tweet something out, someone else has thought of it too, and I get blamed for stealing their content. It wasn't the same exact video, but evidently someone – I literally went to Twitter and searched Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, Click Media – and scrolled through every media image to make sure no one tweeted this same thing out. And they didn't. As soon as I tweeted out a video of Kane and The Undertaker walking down the ramp together and said, this is Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and 12 personnel tomorrow, someone tagged me and said, you stole my tweet. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, I can't keep doing this, guys. Like, I can't. I don't have time to make sure that someone else didn't say something similar to what I said. Twitter's a funny place. But, Tim, that's why Tim loves Twitter. Tim, let's go around the horn once here, buddy. What do you think, man? How you seeing it? Final thoughts? Pack by 100, man. Bears still suck. They always have, always will. Uh, we're getting it done today. We look forward, not backwards. I'm tired of the whole, oh, nobody's nobody's scared to come to Lambeau, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> we're getting the dub. All that stuff is over with today. We're punching our ticket, like Box said. We're punching our ticket to the playoffs. We're going to win this game as a team. It's going to be by committee. You know, uh, real quick, we were talking about the, you know, number one receiver versus, you know, who's the number one. I'm so glad we don't have one of those. We don't need one of those. We got enough targets. Jay Money's going to spread that ball around today. Uh, We're going to be effective in our run game today. That's right. I said it. Aaron Jones going to get his touches. We're going to be effective on the ground and uh, have enough of a run game to keep that Bears defense on their toes and uh, set up our play actions and our and our corner route shots <laughs> and uh pack's gonna get it done i'm not i'm not doing score predictions because it's irrelevant the only thing that matters yeah. is the dub when the clock hits zero and uh i'm excited man really excited uh for this young team to uh punch their ticket to the playoffs guys this is it right here it's gonna happen today think positive be positive you know let's act like champions let's be like champions let's win like champions let's have that that mindset guys and um I'm excited for this team. There's there's not a doubt in my mind. We're going to get it done today. The Bears still suck. There you go. Carly, what do you got? Final thoughts? I want to see those boys go out there and be like, play hot, but be ice cold to the Bears. Like, silent treatment, just get their energy, just know that they own it, and have some fun. There you go. There you go. Got to protect Lambo today. Got to. I want to see this. What I want to see is this defense come out and just play with their hair on fire. Yep. I want them to have a, another statement game. 
It's everyone, including some Packer fans, are sitting back waiting for this defense to be the reason that we lose. I want to see them just go out and absolutely dominate. And then I want to see Joe Barry secretly get a game ball at the end of the at the end of the game again. But Jacob, what do you got, man? All right. It's going to be 30-17. And that, that that seven points for the Bears is going to come in junk time. So it's basically going to be like 30 to 10. And uh Tucker Kraft's going to get a touchdown. Manuel Wilson, hopefully, is he going to play? Are we are, are we got Emmanuel Wilson on Doc? All right. I think he might be a little bit of like a uh Ooh, who's the guy? Uh, James Starks. Remember Starks? Maybe is he our new Starks? All of a sudden, he gets going right at the end of the 2010 season as catapults us into the playoffs. And all of a sudden, we're like, well, who's this guy that's going to carry mm-hmm. us into a freaking Super Bowl victory? That being said, Rashawn Gary comes back out of hiding, and he's going to have at least two sacks, maybe a good pressure. Preston Smith is going to be really integral in stopping the run defense, and I think that our guy TJ Slayton is going to show up and have himself a game. Yeah. Uh, Love it, Jacob. Hey, I'm I'm all about some TJ Slayton, man. Get the get the Grave Digger 2.0 back. Yes, out, right? let's go. Yeah, and Bo Melton. Bo Melton's going to score too. Push that center around today. Let's go. We're scoring 60 points today, man. I'm all about it. Let's do this. Let's roll. We got the boys. I think they just came out of the tunnel a second ago, right? You see them suited up here, our boys. I'm I'm assuming y'all can see that, right? Yeah. Well, and Clifford's going to get a touchdown too. Play, oh, a little mop up time. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I pointed out- garbage time. Yeah. There you go. I pointed out to Tim earlier today, man. I said, you know, it's crazy, dude. We, I was looking at the yards per attempt for quarterbacks. Guess who's leading the league? Sean Clifford at 37. He's <laughs> <laughs> and converted it for 37 yards. I was like, let's go, Sean Clifford, man. Now we can trade yeah. Jordan Love in the offseason and just move forward with Clifford, right? That's the plan. So uh, look at Sean Tim. Over Tim Tim's buying into it, ain't he? Nah. Let's oh, see. look gotta... what Joyce just did. Look what Joyce, yeah. Yeah, Joyce is awesome. Thanks, Joyce. Joyce just gifted 20 Packers Total Access memberships here. So we got 20 new members of the PTA Posse. Uh, appreciate you, Joyce. You're absolutely awesome. Um, it was pretty cool uh, kind of connecting with Jerry Wyscorbley there yesterday, too. And I know she's been in and out of the chat all year long. We appreciate y'all supporting the stream. And y'all are too kind. It's been a, it's been a great year, for sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to extending it, man. Let's get into the playoffs here. Let's keep this thing rolling and uh, see if we can. I don't know, man. Let's 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 work up somebody a nice a nice a nice big crap burger here in the playoffs. Why don't we ruin someone's season? You know, the Bears are trying to ruin ours. Let's put them away today and then go in next week and go into somebody's house and end their season. I think that'd be the perfect way to uh, kind of wrap up this. Uh, this I tell you this: you go win one on the road. If you win today, you win one on the road next week. <laughs> All bets mm-hmm. are on. That's you, right. People are going to be going, maybe we got something here. So uh, got to take care of business today. Regardless, can't remember who was that said it in the chat earlier. Regardless of what happens today, we're playing with the house's money, though. This has been a great season. We, we got the Jordan Love question answered, right? Um, we set ourselves up for the future. We got, you know, as far as the weapons, as far as the receivers, the tight ends, we got one of, if not the, I think what will we say, the third lowest cap hit in our receiver room. So everything, the stage is completely set for the next two to three years to go on a run. And for that, you got to tip your cap to Brian Gutekunds. He, uh, he definitely knew what he was doing there. The only thing I can look back on this year and say, man, I don't know what you were thinking. Goody was a Russell Douglas trade. If we still had soul right now and those four interceptions, whew, not that you would have them in this defense. I get it. I understand what, what you're saying, but it would just be a, I feel a lot better about this little playoff push we're trying to make. But, again, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. I want to thank uh, Tim, Carly, Jacob. You guys are awesome. Sometimes I get on here thinking I might be rolling solo, and then when we hear bloop, 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 everybody jumping in, makes my job a lot easier. So I appreciate you all hanging out with us for sure. Um, I want to give a special shout-out to the Super Chats. Bodie, appreciate you. Mike Hebring. And then uh, Fractal of God, congratulations on becoming a new YouTube member. He's going, man, I wish I'd wait a little bit longer. Joyce just gave away 20 of them there, <laughs> And uh, special thanks to Joyce for uh, gifting those memberships to the listeners. So we will see you guys for the post-game show. Um, probably won't – you know what, I'll go ahead and put this out in podcast form too just for the heck of it. So for those of you listening on the pod, uh, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hopefully we're celebrating a win here in about three hours. Looking forward to chatting with you guys on the post-game show. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. And go, Pat, go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the – it's a lead play in our, in our offense.
Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. To get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's open. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. The YN has the linebacker here. He comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here. Try to run this play in the alley. 